When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Well, it's game day, and uh, Blake's favorite coach, Ben Hallen, will lead the Mississippi State Bulldogs against the Tennessee Volunteers at 5 o'clock this afternoon. Get her done. Six and a half point favorite, according to Caesars, the Vols. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by the uh, Ribeye. The side of scallops and a, uh, I don't know, man. A little Wild Turkey 101 Manhattan. Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Ole Miss, MSU playing baseball today. Uh, pretty good weather today and then tomorrow. Weird. It drops like 77 degrees. It's going to be freezing. I'm not sure what's going on there. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line is 601-707-3750. Twitter handle at Bowbounds. And what was Mississippi Ag is now Ag Up Equipment. Ag Up Equipment text line 601-885-3776. That may have been a wake-up call, what Bartu talked about there as far as uh, Lane Train and his hiring and Mike Leach and his hiring. Uh, You can, you know, people hear what they want to hear. I definitely know (laughs) that after doing this for a long time. But uh, uh, interesting. Bartu was baffled uh, afterwards. Um, 
yesterday. He, uh, he, so we did the interview and then Bartu and I, I had to get my walk in Blake. it, well, the sun came out for the first time in That's 48 right. hours on the coast, right? When I was doing the like last hour of the show yesterday. Yeah. And so I did my walk around Sal and Mookie's and half shell and Mary Mahoney's and all this other revitalization that's going on in the Biloxi downtown area, which is really, really cool. And Bartu's talking my ear off, which is great because I'm just knocking out my, my deal. And I needed a little vitamin D. And um, and and he says, uh, so then he, he goes through this. And he goes, so now Mississippi State has a running backs coach that's only coached safeties before, a special teams coach with no experience, and a D.C. coaching safeties that's never coached safeties. He goes on to say, so Zach Arnett is, according to their numbers, a five-star linebacker coach. Now safeties, he's never done that. Matt Brock was a four-star special teams coach. Now you have no special teams experience. And Brock is a three-star linebackers coach. And then he went on to say, I don't get it. He said, I think Mike just lives off his on-field genius. Mm-hmm. Because staffing ain't worth what they're getting paid right now. Oh. That was bar two. Um, That's his thoughts. Again, he takes the emotion out, runs the numbers. They've been, as he said in the interview, they've been running numbers seven years to come up with uh, these grades for on-the-field coaching. They call it the 11 headsets because now we have a head coach and 10 assistants in college football, and they're ranking them. Ole Miss has the fifth-best staff, according to... Um, Bartu and his matrix analytics and Mississippi state has their 10th best staff uh, has the 10th best staff hey. in the sec. Now the gap is, is, is wide nationally as far as how the gap between five and 10 is, uh, is bigly. So just something to think about as we go into spring practice and you're trying to knock out, is it 15 practices or 20? I it, uh, something in there. Yeah. 15 or 20. I think they, is it 14 and then the spring game? Either that or because no, so it's not nineteen, and then the spring. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be fourteen. So it's fourteen yeah. practices, and then they'll do the spring. Because Mike game. does his four after. He does nine before and four after, or or nine before and five after, something like that. Ten before, four after, something like that. Because he's one of the few coaches that doesn't end the spring on the spring game. Oh, okay, okay. Well, anyway, my point is, um, there you go. Uh, so Bartu was actually complimenting. Mike, and also, uh, you know, saying, what what in the world are you doing? You, you moved Arnett out of linebackers where he grades great. Uh, you, you, you moved Jason Washington from safeties to running backs. He's never coached running backs. Or according to Bartu, I'll have to go like, I haven't looked at Jason Washington's bio since maybe he was hired. Um, and Ole Miss doesn't have their updated bio stuff. I was trying to find out more about... Uh, is it Crum? Is that the guy I was referencing? I think so, yeah. yeah. And he's a Notre Dame grad, by the way, Blake. He graduated from Notre Dame. Uh, we're jumping around here. Crum is the co-defensive coordinator at Ole Miss. He graduated from Notre Dame in 09. Anyway, back to what Bartu was talking about Mississippi State. Moving Jason Washington from safeties to running backs for Bartu made no sense because uh, he's never coached running backs. And then to move Matt Brock off of special teams in which he rates really well as a special teams coach. Yes, I know they missed field goals last year. There's 
something called punt coverage, punt returns, kickoff coverage, kickoff returns, you know, and other things coming into play there. Um, but to move Matt Brock off of that and and then Mealy into the, the special teams from running backs, and he has no experience there. So uh, according to Bartu, he thinks it's uh, – and he, he thinks that the defensive support staff at Mississippi State is better than the offensive support staff under Leach. Basically, he just thinks Leach is brilliant. That that kind of concept system when rolling is is really good and, and so on. You know what it seems like to me we're finding out about Mike Leach? Talk to is me. He's a lot like that kid that peaks in like 7th, 8th grade basketball. And so he doesn't develop a jumper because he can just run past everybody and lay it up or like, you know, he can just grab a rebound and put it back in. And that's all well and good and he dominates. And then when he gets to the big leagues, he's underdeveloped in areas where you need to be developed. Yes. He falls short. Yes. That's Mike Leach. He's relied so much on the schematics game that he plays in this, oh, I'm a genius in drawing up offense. And and to some extent, that is correct. No, it is correct. But his inability to adapt makes him stupid in some aspects and his inability to grow in other parts of being a football coach. And what that really means is being a CEO of a program is causing him to fail where he could succeed. If he would put in that attention to detail. Fair enough. He's brilliant. He's won 150 power five games, but also what you're in, in, in his Bruce Feldman said he's had arguably the greatest impact the last 22 years on both pro and college football because of the air raid and then all the variations and what it brought to both the college and pro game. Now, the Baker Mayfields, the Kyler Murrays, you know, uh, many others, Lamar Jackson and so on. Um, The flip side of that is I get that there's some frustration on some of the other things that are happening. Bartu, according to Bartu's numbers, Arnett does not grade well. And he believes that this is a do or die year from Arnett, for Arnett. Whether, I don't know if it is or not, mm-hmm. but it know. certainly could be for Mike Leach. No, it won't be here for his job. No, I don't mean for his job, but it's a do or die year for what his future is at Mississippi State, oh, oh, and, I and, gotcha. and what yeah. you know. If you fall short this year of some expectations, and I don't, well, I don't mean the ten and two, is. but but you well, I think you've got to be competitive. You, if you lose to Ole Miss, you better be competitive in that well, game. Well, all right, the let end. me let me. Ole Miss has slightly better talent. I get it. Doesn't they, matter. They have a better staff. Doesn't matter. According to Bar Two, and the game is in Oxford. Doesn't matter. So that's three uh, advantages that Ole Miss has, and so that is something to think about. I mean, I know we're in March, and that's Thanksgiving night. But anyway, all right. Out of bounds. ESPN one hundred five nine. The zone is brought to you by the spray and bed liners and lift kits at Rick's Pro Truck. And let's go Rick's Pro Truck in Gluckstadt. Rick'sProTruck.com. Tires and wheels. Accessorize your Jeep truck SUV. My tires and wheels on my SUV are... They're awesome. And they're powered by RPT. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, 
I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, brought to you by Mudbugs. Looks like a good day to get some crawfish, watch some uh, college basketball and college baseball, and enjoy yourself. The show is presented by Mudbugs in their two locations in Rankin County. The best crawfish in Mississippi, Mudbugs. Out of Bounds, Out of Bounds. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app, and the show is also brought to you by Mosquito Joe. Make outside fun again. Mosquito Joe. Jackson.MosquitoJoe.com. Also, if you've got a misting system, uh, they can service it. If you need one, they can install a misting system. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's that time of year. You're going to be outside uh, all the way through at least October, uh, probably into November and so on. So patio porch, outside area, courtyard, uh, Mosquito Joe, Mosquito Joe, and then, of course, Misting Systems, think Mosquito Joe. show is also presented by Superior Foundation. Um, we talked a little bit earlier this week about Tiger Woods and Tiger inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame, and Tiger had some uh, amazing um, audio on I, I I Blake, I don't know if he had ever shared what we're about to drop Mm-mm. publicly. If he did, I didn't see it on YouTube or Twitter, and that stuff gets around pretty good now, this day and age. So we'll start with Tiger's audio and then I'm gonna read to you um Jack Nicholas's response, I guess. Yeah. Response letter to Tiger, you know, going into the world golf. Hall of Fame. Uh, this is Tiger Woods. Obviously, we didn't know that I, we were going to have enough money for me to go to college or top college or be recruited. So my family made a tough decision. And at the age of 14 and a half, we took out a second mortgage so I could go out and play the AJJ Tour. Mom stayed at home. Dad traveled. 
and we went and played. And I played the AGAG tour on our second mortgage. So without the sacrifices of mom, who took me all to the teacher golf tournaments, dad, who's not here, but who instilled in me this work ethic to fight for what I believe in, chase after my dreams. Nothing's ever gonna be given to you. Everything's gonna be earned. If you don't go out there and put in the work, you don't go out and put in the effort, one, you're not gonna get the results, but two, and more importantly, you don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. And so that defined my upbringing, that defined my career, and which allowed me to get into a great university like Stanford. From there, I turned pro, and Phil Knight is here, CEO of Nike, and at the time, Walla Uline was a president and CEO of Titleist. Very generous of signing a little punk kid from Stanford, 20 years old, to these exorbitant contracts. First thing I was able to do was I was able to pay off that mortgage. That's an amazing and powerful story. And uh, Blake, consider how vividly he remembers it. He didn't say 14, 14 and a half. I mean, just the impact that that had on him, what his parents were doing to get him on that junior tour so that he could have more access and competition and and play, you know, throughout the state of California and eventually end up at, at Stanford and the rest is history. So Jack Nicholas um, penned a nice note or letter on Tiger Woods um, and his induction into the World Golf Hall of Fame. And I'm going to read it to you real quick if that's okay. Because that's two pretty big names in sports. Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas. All right. So this is Jack Nicholas, and I quote, I've known Tiger Woods since he was about 13 years old. When during a clinic I was giving at Bel Air Country Club in Los Angeles, I first saw this slender teenager display some of the promise that manifested into 15 majors. What I didn't know until last night's induction was that a year later, his parents mortgaged again their house just so he could play junior tournaments. I learned of the sacrifices his parents made, the discrimination Tiger had to face, and the passion for the game and work ethic his father instilled in him with words like, I had to be twice as good to be given half a chance. Tiger grew up understanding that nothing was given and everything you want and deserve had to be earned. Tiger, my friend, you absolutely earned a spot in the Hall of Fame and deserve to be celebrated for all you have accomplished in the game and all you have given to this game. Jack Nicholas. That was pretty powerful, too. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I, I like that in the first audio clip, Tiger, even to this day, with everything that he has, like it all hinges on one decision of of his parents to believe in him and believe in what he could do so much that they mortgaged everything they had yeah. for him. And you can hear when he tears up and he crack you know he cracks up, you can hear that like the the gratitude or the gravity of the situation sure. is not lost on him. And it easily could be now, forty years later, when he's a you know, multi billionaire basically. Yeah. I mean that 
he could lose sight of where he came sure. from very easily. And I don't, you know, it's impressive that that has not lost him. Hey, he's obviously come a long way, right? And and made mistakes in front of us, but has had a beautiful, remarkable, uh, amazing career. I think he's the best golfer ever. And I uh, understand he doesn't have as many majors as Jack Nicholas, and obviously Jack would be one A. But uh, and it, I'm I'm not a golf expert, but uh, I'm I'm riding with uh, Tiger Woods. Is he? So there's two names I think of when I think of like oh, transcendent, unique, worldwide known talent right. that we've that we watched grow up before us. I think of Tiger Woods and LeBron James, two people who we saw from teenage years now into their retirement years. Essentially, now they're not quite. I know Tiger still could theoretically play some tournaments. LeBron's not done yet, but you see what I'm going. Like most athletes, sure. you don't catch that early. Even the greats. Yeah, we didn't catch Jordan that early. I see where you're going. You didn't catch Tom Brady. No, you nobody didn't have, was. No, Peyton Manning even wasn't covered quite to the extent. And that's close, no. but not quite. No. We saw Tiger Woods go on Johnny Carson at age eight, after hitting a hole in one on TV on a video camera, and then we watched that kid grow up into the greatest thing to ever swing a golf club. It's just a unique, I mean, there's just no way to really wrap your brain around what he is and what he brought to the game. But as I said yesterday, and I'll say again, I think he's the most influential athlete to their sport in the history of sports. I know a lot of people said Tyson yesterday with boxing, but I just... Well, I think people would go Ali over Tyson, but um, but yes, they both had a tremendous yeah. impact in their sports. Um, Tiger made you reinvent equipment, no reinvent question. golf courses, no reinvent doubt. gear. I think you're right. Rebrand the whole term. I mean, everything about golf Well, he changed the PGA. I mean, let's just call it like it is. The PGA was broke. Yeah. I mean, and it, headed, it, headed the wrong direction. It, it, well, yeah. it, it, had, it had no vibe. It had no energy. It had no culture. It had no mojo. It had, it had nothing. Yeah. Now we have a... Uh, nobody was watching that. What is it? A, seven I mean, a bunch mil- of jelly bellies. $7 million purse in Jackson, Mississippi for a PGA event? Yes. I mean, that's insane. That, that, thank you. That's a great that's way to Tiger put it. That's Tiger Woods right there. $7 million purse in Jackson, Mississippi. That's Tiger. <laughs> you didn't win $7 million on the tour for the year if no. you won 10 tournaments no. in 1990. He saved the PGA. So that's a good way to put it. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road around our Tiger Woods Hall of Fame golf discussion. The show is brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road and Live Oaks Golf Club. How about a Philly cheesesteak sandwich at Roosevelt's before playing 9 or 18 at Live Oaks Golf Club? LiveOaksGC.com We got uh, Steve Robertson. Steve Robertson coming up next on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. 
You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Press the button, my friend. The Out of Bounds Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Looks like Blake Scott is all in after last night's W for Mississippi State over South Carolina. He wants a max contract for Ben Allen. Good morning. Welcome in. SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by the Charbroiled Oysters at Drago's. Seafood restaurant and oyster bar on the Hilton Jackson property, County Line Road. Uh, Charbroiled Oysters. And some gumbo and a cold Coors Light. All at Drago's. Right across from Edwin White's Golf Shop. We welcome in our friend uh, Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, the Boneyard Podcast. He joins us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. And, um, Steve, let's start with baseball. Uh, What are you expecting? All right, so I, I think it's obvious the staff, I mean, desperately needs Stanett and Fristo to come of age. And and they've got, you know, arm talent. And obviously the staff has loved what they have been able to see at times, especially evidently in practice. Granted, they pitch well at times. But Fristo wasn't bad last year. He was far from dominant as Mississippi State and Ole Miss have had some freshmen step in and, and really get after it. Um, but without those two guys really hitting on all cylinders, I don't know what direction they go. What are you, what are you expecting as far as the rotation this weekend? Well, I, I think it could be any number of things, and I do think, as you and I discussed earlier this week, I mean, uh, you move everybody up a day. I mean, even if you think that Kate Smith is probably your eventual Friday night guy, you know, taking him from Sunday to Friday within one week is probably not the way to do it. But uh, especially after he threw a you know career high number of pitches. Uh, last weekend down at Tulane. But, yeah, I think what, you know, could be a number of things. Could be Pico Kong. You know, I think it could be a Johnny Holstaff type day. But, you know, you've got to start finding some guys out there that give you some options. And it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, I guess maybe 16, you know, when Connor Pilkington was a guy that kind of emerged, you know, because you never know. You know, at some point, you know, all these guys are new. And so you've got some talent that you just got to figure it out. And I think it's probably a by-committee approach until somebody – you know, really takes the ball and runs with it. Okay. Um, so, Stanett and Fristo, I know they both pitched on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, do you agree with me that it, it's, it, at some point they've got to get a lot of juice out of those two? 
Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I look back at last year, too. I mean, it's like people forget. I mean, I guess what we had, what, four different Sunday starters, and I, th- I think that's probably what you're going to see this year. You know, I think, you know, maybe you ride the net for a couple of weeks, and then, you know, then all of a sudden maybe it's first up, maybe it's somebody else. And, and uh, yeah, you've got some guys that have some talent. You just don't have a lot of experience. And, you know, this time last year, you know, Houston Harding was kind of settling in as the midweek starter. And by the end of the year, you know, he's – you know, he's a Sunday guy. You know, you go from Sarantola, you go to Bristow, and and you go to Harding, and and uh, there's a couple of guys that were in the mix as well to kind of get some starts. But you know, you've got to find a way to manage those innings. And Parkerson, that you know, has had been kind of up and down at times. You know, he looked really good in the midweek this week and really good last week. Is he your answer on Sunday? I don't know if you can make that decision yet. And I know that Chris Simonis would like to. They've already settled the rotation, but, uh, you know, when you have a devastating injury like we've seen with Landon Sims last week, it, it's going to take a little time to figure it out. And, you know, we start SEC play next weekend. And so it's you know, nobody's going to feel sorry for Mississippi State. That, that's the thing that everybody needs to understand. I mean, it's not like that Georgia's going to decide to play with eight because Mississippi State lost Landon Sims. I mean, you know, you got to figure it out. It's a tough league. And, it's very unforgiving, and State's got some talent, but they got to find some guys that can step up and, and throw strikes. What do you what do you expect them to do in the middle infield going forward? Just continue to rotate? Maybe, and I th- I really think I honestly feel like Tanner Leggett has the leg up because he, because of his offensive you know production. And and let's let's be honest, I mean, he's not carrying the team, but. And he's a guy with his speed and his ability to lay the bunt down, the ability to put the ball in play. Um, it, it could be a real weapon for you. I think at times he tries to do a little too much. You know, I think at the end of the day he's a doubles hitter. And I, and I think at times he tries to hit jacks when that's probably not the way to go. You know, and that's something as a veteran guy you think you kind of have established by now. But, you know, R.J. Yeager was brought in and expected to be the guy, and he's really struggled at the plate and uh, had a decent game, I guess, on Saturday against Tulane. But, then you start Davis mashing both games against Texas Tech. And, and it wasn't that Jaeger wasn't available because he came in in, in, in late on uh, the Wednesday game. But, you know, I think you just kind of figure out, you know, the right mix there. I think defensively they're playing well pretty much whoever they put out there. But, you know, you've got to find somebody at the bottom end of that order to give you some production in the bottom third. And, you know, I like the more physical lineup that State's put out there. I mean, you look, you know, through, through Tuesday, I guess they had scored, what, 44 runs in four games. And you go out and you and you don't get it done on Wednesday. And consistency has been kind of elusive. And I think that's what you know, Lamontis is looking for is looking for a couple guys who say, "Hey, this is my job. I will take this job, Coach. You go worry about something else." And I don't think at this point somebody's done that at second base, and maybe to a lesser uh, respect, shortstop. And Princeton is not any good, so they are in desperate need of a sweep, right? Yeah, I, I think you. I think you got to sweep the week. You know, I think you got to. You got to. You got to get free from Princeton. You got to get Bingington, and I think you got to go to Georgia with some juice. And you know, there, there's nothing that cures the losing ills other than wins. I mean, you know, he, we can talk about all oh, he played them tough. You know, we got to put a W in the in the win column. And, and so, you got to find a way to go get off three this weekend. And I think you take care of your midweek stuff, and you go to Georgia with a little bit of juice, and you've got to settle this lineup. And that's kind of how it was last year. If you remember, it's like that last weekend before we went down to Baton Rouge. You think you've got the rotation figured out. You know, Fristo had been the Sunday guy. They elected to go with Sarantola when Badnar came back. And you go to Baton Rouge and you find out that Sarantola's not your guy. 
I think this is kind of what this next, you know, four to five games is about is who is going to be in the lineup when we get ready to begin SEC play. And that's not to say it's locked in, but I think that's that's probably what these next few days, you know, will show. I, I think at some point Chris is going to pick nine and kind of stick with it for a while and ride that train. And then all of a sudden you adjust a little bit later if you need to. But, you know, the reality of it is, is this is a team, I wouldn't say that they're in crisis, but they're certainly in transition right now. And they desperately need some leadership to stand up. Yeah. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, the Boneyard podcast on the Out of Bounds show. All right, let's switch gears. Um, if Mississippi State uh, loses today to Tennessee, uh, do you expect a mutual parting of the ways in 24 hours with Hallen and MSU? Yeah, I absolutely do. And, uh, you know, I, I thought the team played pretty well last night. I didn't get a chance to watch it. You know, we listened to it at a book signing down there near you at uh, at Red Square. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's good to see them kind of stretch your legs a little bit. You know, but I, honestly, I think at this point, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion that, you know, State will be moving in a different direction than Ben Howland. And a lot of people have asked well, what could happen. I, well, I guess he could go to the Final Four. You know, I mean, like win the SEC tournament, make the tournament, go to the Final Four. I, I think that's kind of where we are. I mean, honestly. Uh, and so I, I think State will absolutely move in a new direction. And I, I think that uh, shortly after Mississippi State season's end, that you will hear that uh, you know, Mississippi State is going to bring it into the Ben Hallett era. Okay. Um, so you're expecting a sitting head coach to be identified, targeted, and hired? Yes or no? I do. Yeah, okay. I do. Yeah, I absolutely think it'll be a sitting head coach. And, uh, you know, from the G5, you know, I, I don't think, you know, early on there was some discussions about Sean Miller. And, and uh, I do know that Mississippi State kicked the tires a little bit there. But apparently there's just a little, you know, a few too many skeletons in the closet there. And uh, But there are a lot of good candidates out there. And I understand that there's not even officially an opening yet. But you know how the industry works. I mean, people always have feelers out on in both directions. And there's been some – there's been some really solid interest in this job. Uh, that, that well, once this job officially opens up, I don't think that uh, John Cohen's got to got to wait too terribly long. You know, I think there's been some due diligence probably that's been done, and uh, and that's the responsible thing to do. I mean, you, you just can't simply just wait this thing out and hope for the best. You got to be able to move because you know recruiting's a 365 day a year job, and so I do think State will make a change. I do think it'll be a sitting head coach from the G5 and. A, I think whoever it is is going to have a much different style of play that will bring some excitement to Humphrey Coliseum. Okay. They'll actually believe in three-point shots. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're busy with Steve Robertson on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Uh, do you do you see any way that Tolu Smith or Molinar – Especially now with it. Well, Molinar is ineligible as as an international player. All right, Tolu. But but Molinar, regardless of the NIL, uh, do you see any way those two come back for the new head coach? I think it's too early to say. I, I don't I don't expect them to. I think both of those guys probably had plans on you know moving on this year. And, and I think Tolu has played the best basketball in the uniform. Uh, you know, down the stretch. This year. Absolutely. You know, I, I think that he's a guy that's played with some, some really solid effort. And that's, that's the shame in all of this for this season. It's like, 
the poor guy's had so many injuries, and it's no fault of his own. It's nobody's fault. It's just kind of life. And you just begin to wonder, you know, what could this season have been if you had had a Tolu Smith healthy, uh, you know, all year long? And I think that's, you know, one of the things you look at. But I do think that he is a guy that will play basketball for a long time. Maybe it's internationally, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect either one of them back, and I think that's probably job one, you know, when you, when you hire a new coach is, you know, recruiting your roster. You know, and you've got some guys who are transferred in, you know, they can't transfer out again without sitting out a year. And so I don't think there's a lot of that. You know, I don't, I don't know there's going to be the turnover maybe that some people expect, but that's life and times in major college basketball these days. I mean, the transfer portal is here to stay, and I don't know there's any sport that's more impacted than men's basketball. I, I, I really don't. I, I think that's – I think you can get right or get left pretty quick. Uh, depends on how you, you know, work the NCAA transfer portal. And uh, you know, State, I think, is going to have to – kind of dig in there next year until uh, the you know, new coach can kind of get his guys and his system in. But it's almost like junior college. You know, it's like you're, you've kind of gotten to the point now where you're building for this year. Like everybody's like, okay, let me get what I can get. This is what I've got coming back. Let me get some guys out of the portal so we can win this year. You know, there's not a lot of, okay, we're building for like a two- and three-year plan. All that's changed. The, the, the landscape of college basketball has changed probably forever. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds Show. All right, let's jump to football. What What is the schedule? What's the spring schedule? Yeah, they'll get cranked up here in a couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, I know they're ready to get going. You know, just talking to some guys on the staff and everything. I think it's, you know, you had the ball game, and then it's like you've had, you know, the, the basically there were two, were two recruiting periods. You had the December signing period, you had February, and then you had, uh, I guess, really three, because then you had to work to get guys in here from the uh, transfer portal and mid-year enrollment guys. And now all of a sudden I think guys are kind of sitting around thinking, okay, now I've been on vacation, we've been to Disney or whatever, let's get back to work. And uh, I don't think it's going to be a situation where State enters the spring, you know, with a, with a ton of questions at a lot of position groups. But, uh, you know, looking at that tackle group, you know, Mason Miller's really got his work cut out for him. He's got some good players that have transferred in. But that, that's a position group right now that I think needs to have a big spring to kind of hit the fall, you know, ready to go and just kind of refining the system rather than learning the system. I wonder how realistic it is for Percy Lewis to not only start but be good in year one because of no none of the guys here in the Sun Belt run that offense. So, I mean, that's great that he was the number one tackle in the country but in all seriousness, like what is realistic for him, Steve? Spring and August, yeah, he's going to get a bunch of reps. Or do you see this doing what it does a lot of times with JUCOs and he's not good until his second year? Yeah, I think it depends on the player. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, Martinez Rankin was told when he showed up is like, if you don't start, you're redshirting. Well, you know, now you can't really make those type of demands nowadays, I don't think, with the way the portal works. You know, I mean, it's like, well, I'm redshirting, cool. I'm, I'll, I'll catch you guys on the flip. Get right. out of here. You know, right. uh, yeah, but yeah, I think a lot of guys, and we saw it with Pernell McPhee. You know, uh, I don't know that we ever really saw it with Danico Autry, even though he's proven to be a great pro. I mean, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of junior college guys, it takes them at least half the year, you know, to kind of acclimate to the speed of the game. And then they kind of figured out later in the year, and then the second year that, you know, they're they're bona fide SEC guy. I think I think Percy is probably a little bit ahead of the curve in that respect. And uh, the fact that he's here in January is big. But it's one thing to do it in practice. It's another thing to do it, you know, when you've got, you know, a future first rounder lined up across from you over there. And so 
Yeah, I think there'll be some growing pains this year, uh, but I do think that he is a guy because of you know his amazing size. You know that he is uh, not the typical junior college offensive tackle. But you know the thing that I go back to, and this is not in any disrespect to anybody out there, but you know there's a reason guys go to junior college, and that's not always a negative. You know, there are some guys that need some seasoning. There's sure. some guys that need some experience. Guys that need some reps, and then they, then they become Division One players. And that was kind of the case with Percy. I mean, he was the guy that was basically, you know, a defensive tackle. That's what he was in high school. You know, even though he you know, he was so big and strong and everything else, and so you know, he didn't he wasn't going to be a D tackle on the next level. Well, he didn't really learn to play offensive line, but he went to junior college. And so I think, in many respects, his best football is ahead of him. And so I think he is kind of a junior college success story as he goes, you know, to Gulf Coast and finds his true position. And then figures out, you know, what's what's the long-term plan for me position-wise, and I think that's where uh, the staff down there at Perk did a great job with him. I think anybody that sees that guy says, yeah, this guy's a, an offensive tackle, but he had to embrace that and be willing to take coaching. And now he's, you know, in the SEC, and so yeah, I think that he's, I think his future is very, very bright. But it's probably going to take a handful of games, you know, for him to kind of acclimate to life and times in the SEC. Uh, scale uh, rating one to ten. How important is it for Will Rogers to add at least ten pounds of muscle and get a lot stronger between now and Labor Day? I'd say, well, yeah, I would say maybe six or seven. You know, I, I think you know Will. Will has proven to be a very durable guy, and some of that too is because offensive line play has actually been better than many people advertise. When you look at state's numbers, as you know, pressures uh, by percentage of snaps. I mean. It's, it's a pretty small number. You know, I think the thing with Will is, is just being able to let it go. You know, just be able to take what the defense gives you and, and maybe maybe the big play's there, maybe it's not. But, you know, there were some times last year that, you know, Luke, I mean, Luke Will had the idea that showed the, the willingness to kind of hang on to the football a little bit longer than maybe you should have. And that just kind of comes in time. You know, that's just one of those things that as you become a veteran in this league, you kind of understand that sometimes you got to take the – you know, take what they give you and then look for the big play the next time. And and I think, you know, you look at Will's decision-making last year, I thought it was, you know, head and shoulders better than it was in year one, and it should have been. But I look for him to take, take another leap this year uh, from the decision-making process. But I also think he will put on a little bit of muscle. But, uh, you know, I, we don't run it much. And so I, I think really the main thing with him is just maybe adding a little arm strength. You know, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like a lot of people do that he's – you know, insufficient, but I know that he would like to be able to whip the ball around with a little bit more authority, and I think that's probably you know, what you'd like to see this year, him take a little step forward, a little more arm strength, and that just kind of comes with, you know, reps and some time in the weight room. Uh, let's circle back. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show, uh, the Dogpile book, he's on tour, and uh, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports. Uh, do you think that Cohen and the crew will kick the tires? On Andy Kennedy as a candidate? No, I, I, honestly, I, I think Andy would take the job. I do not think that Andy is uh, in the first grouping. I think there is. I think Andy's probably in tier two right now. Um, you know, I would say you know Jan's uh, from out there in New Mexico and sure. you know, McMahon and and Bob Ritchie and a few others. I think you know Todd Golden. Yeah, you know, they're probably in that that first grouping. Uh, and I, you know, not to say that Andy wouldn't do a bad job, but you know, here's the reality of that situation. You know, he's been to two tournaments in 15 years. You know, and so it's like, you know, Ben Howland's been to one and seven. 
And so it's kind of like more of the same. You say, well, well, when Andy was at Ole Miss, he kind of dominated the rivalry. Well, I think you got to look bigger than that. You know, it's like a lot of people think, hey, let's go get this guy because he used to beat us. And I think the reality of it is, is I think you got to have higher aspirations and win in the in-state rivalry in men's basketball. And so uh, I think Andy is a guy that would, would probably do a good job, but I don't think that he is a preferred candidate at this point. Okay. And we had a question on Stone Simmons and Casey Hunt pitchers at Mississippi State. Would you like to comment on that? Or? Sure. I don't I don't expect Stone to pitch this weekend. I think maybe he's ready to go next weekend when we play Georgia. And that's again, that's just kind of a I won't call it a guess, but I won't call it a fact either. You know, it's just kind of a somewhat educated opinion. Um and then I I don't think we see Casey probably for maybe a month, maybe three weeks or so, you know. Um yeah, it's not exactly sure what his availability is going to be for a while, but um, you know we'll see. I mean, and this is a group too. I mean, they're you know they they're dealing with that. You know, that's why some younger guys have got to step up. And yeah, I think Brooks Auger is a guy that can be a dude from Mississippi State. And uh, you know, he balked in a run last weekend. And, and you know, you look at it and say, wow, how does that happen? Well, you know, never been in that situation before. You know, sure. you had a chance to get out of a big jam, and he flinched a little bit. And he'll be fine. You know, and that's the thing. It's not like Mississippi State's playing walk-ons. I mean, these are guys that were recruited among the national elite, and they'll figure it out. And listen, is Mississippi State going to be a top eight national seed this year without Landon Sims? No, they're not. You know, they're not. And State's going to need to get hot down the stretch to even host. And the reality of it is, you know, if State ends up being a number two somewhere, I don't think there's anybody in the country that's going to be happy about having the defending national champs as the number two in their regional not to mention by that time, these young guys right now that are kind of figuring it out, well, they figured it out. And I look for Mississippi State to be playing their best baseball at the end of the year. If you get the host, I think that that's a major accomplishment considering the fact that you've lost arguably the best you know, pitcher in the country, Landon Sims. Uh, but the bottom line is just get me to the tournament. You know, get me to the tournament and we'll figure it out. And I think this is a team that is certainly capable of, uh, of winning in a regional, and then we'll see how things go in the Supers. All right. Um. Oh, who who is your major league baseball team? Who do you? Well, like, it's the Bob? San Francisco Giants, and but I'll be honest with you, it's uh the last uh the last work stoppage kind of removed uh, my love for that, and then of course we're doing all this again, you know, and it's just it's uh it's exhausting at times being a major league baseball fan. That's the thing that I love about the college game is. They roll out a schedule, and we're going to go play the schedule. We might change the times every once in a while, but we're going to go play schedule. Yeah. And so, man, I, just, I, I love maybe I'm a Pollyanna, but I I like college baseball a whole lot more than Major League Baseball. Dude, do you see how cold it's going to be tomorrow? Yeah, I can't wait, man. Great football weather. You know, wow. It's baseball season. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, I think the high tomorrow is 35, and the low is like 21 <laughs> or something. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being at third base and then somebody hits a liner right at you and you got to get a glove out there in Ooh. front of that thing? Ooh. Can you imagine how much fun that's going to be? Goodness Brutal. gracious! Ah, uh, all right. Have and a good there, weekend. Talk. They may have snow flurries for two, man. I mean, it's like it's it's you, <laughs> the fans are going to earn it this weekend for sure. Uh, yeah, I want to know. You know, I mean, you're going to pay the price out there in the. Uh, foul pole to foul pole and I, I know it'll be a group all right 
we appreciate it, Steve. Have Steve a good Page. weekend. Thanks, man. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, Dogpile Book, Boneyard Podcast. He joined us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Man, it's a good to go get some crawfish at Mudbugs. Pair it with a uh, Coors Light or a Modelo. Oh, I saw where a beat of beer got a uh, a big time award. I'll have to look at that again. I was I caught a little bit of that, but they posted something about it. That is great beer. Uh, a little beat of amber, a little a beat of purple haze. We are live in the Bank Plus studio. Welcome in on a Friday, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Powered by MississippiSportsMedicine.com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.